0: Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours, well, give or take, it's
1: the Stolen Droids
0: Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 234. I'm Zonner And I'm Zook. Colin, unfortunately, well, fortunately, unfortunately, uh, went to a bachelor party down in Las Vegas. uh, Uh, Los
0: Angeles, actually, but they stopped in Vegas.
1: They stopped in Vegas. He didn't make it any further. He was suffocated under a ton of stripper glitter. And Schmitty, unfortunately, has contracted mad coder disease. It's kind of like mad cow disease, only it only affects coders. It's very specific. Does so, that come uh,
0: from, eating, from coders eating coders? Kind of like cow, cows get mad cows from eating other cows? You know,
1: I, I'm not entirely sure. And some of the places Schmidty has worked before, it wouldn't surprise me, but I think he works for a pretty good company now. I think they don't really engage in that practice. There's no coder growth hormone that they've been giving the programmers.
0: Now, I want to clarify on Collins' uh Death by Stripper Glitter. I I understand that he actually tw- he he didn't get crushed by it. He tried to do the stripper glitter challenge, which is similar to the cinnamon challenge. Ugh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh i hope
1: unused i hope unused
0: and yeah it just it didn't end well so i think that's what happened
1: oh straight off stripper glitter let's go right into our sponsors special thanks to our friends over at 4814 web hosting um yeah sorry guys uh, krypton Trickradio.com, trick radio kscr eagle moss limited and stitcher.com Um, it's an
0: arts and crafts project (laughs) exactly
1: you know just a little bit of elmer's glues and popsicle stick stripper glitter Yeah, (laughs) how stripper glitter different than normal glitter you know Uh, what never mind i don't want to know i I couldn't
0: answer that actually i'll bet you
1: i'll bet you they're both considered the herpes of their respective fields
0: (laughs) we have one is a medical herpes one is an arts and crafts herpes
1: We have feedback. We actually have a lot of feedback. I'm very, very happy about this. So our first uh, feedback comes from Paul. Paul writes, I thought I'd give some feedback on the Apple conference. I've always been a PC laptop user until last year. Frequently, I had to replace a laptop every 18 months. I work as a website graphic designer, so I did expect a lot out of our machines. Last year, I decided to give the Mac Pro a go, and to be honest, it has been a great performer. That being said, I do not actively recommend the Mac to most users as I'm using it as a specialized tool. My question to you guys concerns the new iPad Pro. We have recently seen the release of the 12-inch MacBook that, according to general opinion, is severely underpowered for anything more than pedestrian tasks. Now we have a 12- to 13-inch iPad with a keyboard ergonomic and function that early reviewers have compared to the new MacBook Butterfly Keyboard. The main difference is obviously the OS, but on an underpowered laptop, would mobile apps not make more sense? And on a superpowered tablet, would desktop apps not make sense? So question number one, who are these for? Question number two, given the option which one you would rather have, for sake of fair play in the scenario, no other option including cash value are available. I, I'm not sure where the question was in that. Given the option, which one would you rather have? Gotcha, okay. Uh, I'm an avid Android fan and really wish there was some serious 10-inch contender to the iPad. And the division, reviewers still seem to fall back on the Nexus 10 as the go-to 10-inch Android device. Considering we are now rapidly approaching 2016, that's a bit sad. Thanks, Paul. That's that's a long feedback, and it's I love it. It's great. Uh, so question number one, Zoner: Who are these devices for?
0: Apple Pickers. <laughs> actually, I, I really want to
1: say, I, 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 I think I know, actually. I believe the iPad Pro... Yeah, wow, I just developed a draw. The iPad Pro is specifically marketed for Android users and Microsoft users who aren't re- necessarily hardcore Android and Microsoft. So they're trying just,
0: to peel off the, right, right, the fringe.
1: Right. Look, you know, you've always kind of wondered about an iPad. iPad. Wow, I'm having problems today. Uh, You've always been wondering about an iPad, but you wanted one with more power. Look, this one has more power, and it's bigger. It's just like that Android or that Surface that you've wanted. Come over to Apple. Uh, that's honestly who I think it's marketed at. Uh, question number two, given the option, which one would I rather have? Android. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sorry. It's just true. Android, I'm a Microsoft person, not necessarily because I'm a raving Lunatic when it comes to microsoft i'm not so far a fanboy of any one platform That i'll just stick to it no matter what i'm just a fan of whatever works and right now what works best for me is microsoft But that doesn't mean i want microsoft everywhere and android plays with windows the nicest You can have a windows desktop and an android uh, Tablet and they work hand in hand just fine You can't necessarily say the same with an ipad
0: Now, Apple has done a really good job at making their stuff not play well with others. They're like that kid at kindergarten that is just kind of the jerk to all the other kids.
1: (laughs) It sounds like a real backhanded compliment, but it's true because it means that you're locked in their ecosystem. They've done it beautifully. They've done a really great job. They're very good
0: at locking you down. Yeah.
1: Yeah. His third question, which didn't really put a question is, he wishes that there was a serious 10-inch Android contender, and I got to say, I feel his pain. It feels like Androids went up to a certain size, and then they fell back to the phablets.
0: You know, there are some good larger tablets, but unfortunately, I think they're all older. You yeah, know?
1: That, that's just it. Yeah, I
0: mean, the, he mentioned specifically the Nexus 10 um Samsung has some good 10-inch tablets. I guess their new ones are okay. I haven't played with them, but... And, know, and hey,
1: Paul, that new uh, Galaxy View is 20 inches. You could just cut that thing in half and have two 10-inch tablets.
0: Yeah, because that works really well when you're dealing with electronics. Just take a saw to it. Yeah, sure. They'll um, be
1: triangular tablets, but...
0: But, yeah, I mean, it. <laughs> that's like from the office. <laughs> 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 but... You know, they've got some decent tablets out there that are larger. Uh, Samsung is the one that really comes to mind for me. But um, if you if you want something bigger, though, I mean, you could always go with a BlackBerry Playbook. I understand they've got a lot of those sitting around. You could probably pick them up for cheap.
1: Indeed. But, no, I agree with you. I, I At one point, I was worried that Android tablets were coming out too quickly. And now it feels like they're not coming out at all. In that realm, so it's kind of weird.
0: Yeah, it's like every, like you mentioned, everything has gone over to the phablet realm, which...
1: Come over to the phablet realm. You know, I don't let like the, phablets. Let the hate run through you.
0: I've got an HP Slate 6 that I've used like once, and then my wife hijacked it and set up her account on it, and she used it once. I'm well, just not a fan of the phablet.
1: And the phablet is so hard to pin down, too. Uh, Schmitty and I both have the LG G3. His is on, I want to say, Verizon. I'm on T-Mobile. And it's a 5.5-inch screen, and there are people who call that a phablet. But I don't, and I don't
0: think Schmitty does either. They don't feel that big. They don't feel phablet See, I've got a Nexus 5, and anything bigger than that feels like a phablet to me. Hmm. Interesting. I have little hands, though. You 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 know what they say about little hands?
1: Weak, weak, tiny little apple-like hands.
0: No. I just just have to buy women's small gloves. That's it.
1: Same thing. Anyway, okay. Thanks, Paul. We appreciate it. Um, We also have another one from Robert. Hi, guys. Love the most recent show, as always. Saw this article and just had to make sure you guys had seen it as well. Would love your take on this thing. All I could say after reading this was, wow. Um, I feel bad because I didn't send this to Zoner beforehand. I just linked him to it. It's over on geek.com. And yes. they're talking about a 3d printed rib cage and sternum implant,
0: which is very
1: cool. It's not brand new though. Well, this implant is, but I want to say the very first 3d printed part that ever got put into someone was an esophagus.
0: Yeah. It was like a know. year or
1: so ago, two years ago, but I think this is great. I, I really do. Um, my wife just had surgery, well, I say just, but it was three weeks ago, and it was rather intense. It They had to do a lot of work on her foot, and part of the thing they had to do at one point is they had to put some bone grafts in and a bone wedge. A bone graft and a bone wedge, in this instance, it doesn't always mean it, but in this instance, it was a nice way of saying cadaver bones. They harvest bones from cadavers who have donated their bodies after the fact, um and they used parts of them for other surgeries now
0: so that's, let, well, that's weird, before, but... before you move on let me ask you this did she happen to get the bones of a person who was put to death on in like the prison system cuz if I don't so, think so you may yeah, want to be careful
1: right right i'm going to have to worry about the the latent personality taking over and yeah. suddenly you know Wanting to shiv me at night or something.
0: Well, it will be her foot, so she'll just like stomp you out, prison style. Isn't prison there a movie style. about that,
1: like Idle Hands?
0: Something like that, yeah. yeah. And The Simpsons did it too.
1: Well, you know, I'll just have to cut off her foot, and we'll replace it with a chainsaw, Evil Dead style. That works. Problem solved. Or, um, or a machine gun. Yes, yes, Planet. Uh,
0: yes, that. Whatever that yeah, grand house grind. one, yeah.
1: So back to this article, though, this really is fascinating because, in effect, they could have just 3D printed her a bone. You know, obviously it would have required a lot more planning, um, but this is really an interesting way they could do that. We're we're looking at a whole new way of redoing joints, uh, you know, ball joints, hip surgeries. You could completely destroy your clavicle and they could print you out a new one. Uh, The materials they're able to print out of now are totally different. Uh, there's less chance of the body rejecting it from a biological standpoint. I mean, it's still possible the body could reject it because it is a foreign object, but it's not a foreign object from someone else's body, you know, and your body knows that. So I think this is just really, really cool.
0: Yeah, it is really cool. You know, how long until, like, we're all just made out of plastic?
1: I don't know. Our HMO probably wouldn't cover that, so...
0: They're like, oh that's elective, you need to get the steel.
1: <laughs> exactly. This one will just biodegrade in like five years, you know, you might as well <laughs> and let's talk about rust proofing, because these things will lock up on you like that. <laughs> that was a Simpsons line. That um, was
0: a that was a good and good old Gil yeah. with the Colecos.
1: Quiet Gil, just lock down the sail, don't blow it. Okay, thank you very much. Um, Kyle writes, actually he wrote twice, so I'll read both of them. The first one's a bit long, dude. But again, we appreciate it. As always, love the show. I know you have the debate on proper pronunciation of gif, which there's no debate. That's just how you say it. But I wanted to throw another case where it seems that the inventor of a word can and does lose control on how their creation is said once it hits the wild. And he sends a link about J.K. Rowling. Um, which is hilarious because we were actually talking about this last week before we started recording. We just didn't include it in the show. According to the article, the Harry Potter author actually does pronounce the Dark Lord's name without the T at the end. But like me and apparently everyone else, we do say the T. I know in number 233, Zook was just messing around when he said it, was, said it without the T. But I laughed when you said the names that way. I thought Zook must have read the article. We did personally i think voldemort should be with the t- should be with the t sound at the end it's a name tom riddle from england not france made up if he was from France or had a French family, I could understand the drop into the T sound, but he's not, so it has the T sound. Since we're all nerds and we love the Harry Potter franchise, I would love to hear what your thoughts are now that you hear what she has to say on the matter, if that matters to you. One important point to note is that she could have corrected them in the filming of all the Harry Potter films, but did not. She made sure all the other names were said correctly. Why didn't she do it with probably one of the most important names where it is in the franchise?
0: First of all, she didn't do it with that name because that is the name that you can't say. So how could she correct it? Because she can't say it. To be fair, there is
1: no T sound in "He who must not be named." No crap, yes. there is. It's at the end of "must." Never mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he who must. He not who be must named not be named. <laughs> must not be named. Yes, but no, You know, it's funny. It was that the end of his feedback?
1: No, no, it goes on for another three paragraphs. Uh, Zoner and Schmidt. no, I like this, like to do this, but I would bring up for the whole SD body to discuss a broader question. It seems that once a word invention has been released, for example, apple pickers, and has begun to be adopted, is it the responsibility of the inventor to make sure that it is used and said correctly? If so, how long do they need to follow its usage? It seems that it, the GIF and Voldemort case... The inventors were not informing the users of the words of, of the world of its proper usage, and it became what the users wanted to be, not the inventors. Since I'm asking the question, it is only fair that I answer it as well. I do not think, I do think that the inventor bears the responsibility until as such time as they do not have to make corrections. For instance, the users are making the corrections on their own. It may be hard and frustrating at first to be making corrections often, but it's often better than having to try and make everyone else do it another way after years of doing it differently. Looking forward to hearing your response, Kyle. Um,
0: let's let's I, hit the Harry Potter stuff first.
1: Well, okay. Kyle, you have said everything we talked about before the show.
0: She was part of those movies. <laughs> she had every way to change that. And I brought up the fact that he's English, not French. So yeah, I mean, every argument you just made, we made to one another. We are in complete agreement.
1: Yeah. Um, As for the inventor of the word and people mispronouncing, I would like to direct you to SD files. Not the most recent one, but the one before that. Uh, You guys were talking about uh, octopuses, octopi octopuses. And Schmidty and I got into a discussion about this as well. See, while no one technically invented the word, not one person anyway, it does come from octopodes, which Schmitty will point out to you. Octopodes is the ancient pronunciation of a multiple, multitude of octopuses. Now, why isn't it octopi? Because octopi is assuming that it's Latin, and it's not. It's Greek, ergo octopuses. But you say that to people, and they swear you're wrong. So after a while, people just give up and go with it. And even now, if you go to Wikipedia, Wikipedia will say pluralization is octopi or octopuses or octopodes. So after a certain time, you just have to go with it.
0: I'm just impressed that you threw an ergo in there. Is that Greek as well or is that Latin?
1: um, I want to say it's French with the T.
0: Okay. (laughs) With the T. Okay, nice. And no shell. Oh, that's a <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: little known yeah. fact, actually. Ergo is spelled E-R-G-O-T. Um, so his second feedback, and I love this one. Oh, I love this one. Hi, guys. I have noticed during Colin's frequent absences that the rest of the crew don't really seem bothered too much that he is dead. Why is this? Then I asked myself, who is Colin really? It suddenly dawned on me. Colin is Kenny from South Park. He has all the symptoms of Kenny. He dies frequently. He dies from various methods. He is briefly mentioned and then usually not referred to again in the podcast. Finally, he reappears just as if nothing had happened. I don't know if he owns and frequently wears an orange hoodie, but if he did, my argument would be that much stronger. Just let that sink in, then laugh hysterically. I did. Thanks, Kyle. That has to be probably the best feedback we've ever gotten. On any of our shows, on every level, every possible level.
0: <laughs> I like that, and I, I, yeah. in fact, that's going to Facebook right now.
1: Uh, I'm going to start photoshopping some some pictures there because, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they killed Colin. Those bastards.
0: That is awesome. I love that, Kyle. Thank you.
1: Um, yeah, and to be fair, he is the only one who dies.
0: Yeah, repeatedly. Yeah. I don't think he's dirt poor, though.
1: No, he's single.
0: Yeah, he he is single. <laughs> he's so, made of
1: disposable income.
0: <laughs> what what we need to do is every time he comes back from being dead, we need to have In the Ghetto playing in the background. In the ghetto.
1: <laughs> Either that or Now You're a Man. No, we'll, we'll we'll play that for him when he gets a girlfriend.
0: Yes, one day.
1: All right. Well, thank you everyone for your feedback. Again, if you want to, uh, write us, uh, we'll read it. Even if it's not so nice to us, uh, write, write us at feedback at stolen com or give us a call at 801-917-Geek. Um, we love it. Not just because it makes us feel happy that people are actually listening, because, but because it also eats up 18 minutes of showtime when there's only two people on the episode. So,
0: which makes W-K-A. our episode go a lot easier. So thank you.
1: We also have some uh, updates and corrections we need to get out of the way, and I feel kind of bad about this. Last week, we talked about the iPad Pro, and facts were still coming out. Some of them were a little bit fuzzy, and I mistakenly said that the new iPad Pro does no, lo- no longer has a 4x3 aspect ratio, that they had opted instead for widescreen. That is incorrect. It is a 12.9-inch screen, but it maintains a 4. 4x3 ratio. So, that is... Yeah, my apologies. We should have we should have waited on that one. Um, also, we talked a bit about Android Pay and how it had seemed awfully confusing. But then, oh, I got an update. Look how simple it is. It's just simply that Android Google Wallet was going to update to Android Pay, and that was it. That night, Zoner and I tried to manually push Android Pay to our phones, and have subsequently been regretting it ever since. No, um,
0: I, I got to correct you on that. I stopped regretting it the following day when I uninstalled the update and went back to Google Wallet. Unfortunately, the next day, Google pushed the update to me, and I was screwed. So
1: Yeah, so intermittent regret from you. Now, Schmitty waited, and his has been working fine, but his hasn't been working fine because he waited, and we want to get into that. See, the Android Pay Google Wallet update isn't quite as clean-cut as people were trying to say it was. Google wallet has updated Android pay is in addition to Google wallet. So they are now two separate apps. If you've ever used your Android phone to make mobile payments, there are now two separate sides to it. Android pay will handle your loyalty cards and your bank cards. So you can make mobile payments, NFC tap to pay that sort of thing. Google wallet is specifically dealing with your Google wallet balance. So if you have a Google Mastercard, like I do, um, That balance and all of its transactions are handled within the wallet app. Now, a lot of people online are going on and on about how annoying that is. They split it into two separate apps. Why would you do that? You've just made it super confusing. And it's true. They have. But there's a reason behind it. I did some searching on this um, because I wasn't really sure why they'd done it either. It turns out it's because they want Google Wallet on iOS, They want to be able to put Google Wallet on iOS. Well, iOS, Apple has some really staunch restrictions on it that you can't do tap-to-pay through any app unless it goes through the Apple ecosystem. And Apple has Apple Pay. So by splitting it into two separate apps, you can now get Google Wallet on the iOS ecosystem without infringing on Apple Pay. So Google kind of took the lesser of the two evils and went that route. And I get that, you know, I, it's weird. It's kind of annoying. It's frustrating, but honestly, it's not that bad. It's not that horrible. Okay. Um, the slightly more horrible parts, uh, for one, if your phone is rooted or the bootloader is unlocked, sorry, it's not going to work. Just ain't. Some people have reported that they can, um, turn off root access or unroot it, get their cards activated, and then rooted again. Uh, I can't verify that because it hasn't been working for me. So that's unfortunate. But even then, I'd like to point out that historically, Google Wallet was unworkable, was unusable for people with a rooted phone back in the day, and they then changed that. So here's hoping they change it again. Uh, another annoyance is that instead of using a PIN code when you access the app, it now requires you to use Smart Lock. Okay, well, you could say, well, they're just making it more secure. And indeed, Schmitty had that argument with me. And he's not wrong, except for the fact that it appears to be breaking third-party lock screens and even LG's own knock code lock screen. If you don't know what that is, uh, you know how you can tap on, tap off the screen? And I think that's on all Android phones now. Is it? Fairly certain it is.
0: Not my Nexus 5.
1: Well, it's on Schmitty's and mine's. Yours just isn't as cool
0: because yours is an Uh, LG man
1: precisely well LG also has a little feature called the knock code where not just you double tap the screen to turn it on but you have to tap it in a certain pattern or in certain spots or a certain rhythm that you can set up to unlock it and do different things that's pretty cool it is kind of cool I don't do it because I don't want to get in a car accident just to change uh, which track I'm listening to but the new Android pay even breaks that that's so that's not, some, that's not good at all. That's something they're going to have to fix. Uh, and finally, and I'm sure that this is just a usage case scenario or an, a user error, as it were, people are having massive issues with their loyalty cards, uh, reportedly anyway. Forums, Reddit boards, and the f- app feedback have all said that people either can't see their loyalty cards anymore or can't edit them. I'm one of those people. Um, I have a gas station card that works just fine under Wallet. And suddenly has renamed itself and associated itself with a department store from the East Coast, even though it's not. So hope it's a I
0: classy department store. Well, it doesn't
1: matter because I evidently have no credits and um, I have no idea how to fix it either. So there are problems there.
0: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you mentioned how we both force the update because that's what we do. You and I. I don't know if I would consider myself a power user, but I do a lot of stuff that other people do not do. Uh, so I guess some people might consider me a power user, but... Um, I don't know. Can you read that? I'm I, actually
1: show, holding my phone up to Zoner's camera right now. It's
0: all blurry. Uh okay. I could see Subway and Maverick.
1: Well, that's not Maverick. That's the problem.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was Maverick. It's not anymore. <laughs>
0: Uh, but you know, it's interesting that even after I undid the the f- changes that I had forced on my phone and went back to Google Wallet, I was able to look have my cards work. Everything was good, everything was happy. And then I get this blasted update, and everything is broken again because my bank is not supported. Now it would be nice if I could experience some of the issues that other people are seeing. But I can't even get that far. And someone was saying online, well, if you've got your card already in Google Wallet, it's grandfathered, so it should just roll right over. So I got an update yesterday, I believe, two days ago for my Nexus 5, the monthly security update. I unrooted, I installed it, I was complete stock, no root access. Still wouldn't work. So I rooted it again, and I'm waiting. Yeah, and see, what's really interesting
1: is... um. Last night, I got the Google Wallet official update, and that's when things broke for good. And just now, I'm looking at it again. I just got another Google Wallet update. Really? Uh, so, I get the feeling they are aware that people are not happy. Um, here's hoping they fix it, because I, I feel a little bit jilted for them to take something that was working so perfectly and now doesn't work at all for me. So, just saying.
0: Yeah, I saw some articles asking, you know, what your thoughts are, and it seems like the general consensus in the comments was, this is a definite step back for Google.
1: And it's too bad, because it's totally not what the mobile payment world needs right now.
0: It's really not. And the thing that drives me nuts, Apple Pay is catching on like wildfire. People are using it everywhere.
1: of course, because they invented it.
0: Because they invented it. I was talking with an Apple user t- earlier tonight, and he said, you know, it's ridiculous that it's just now that Apple is finally starting to get into this, and Android users are being left out in the cold when they've had the NFC chips for years. You think?
1: Well, it's it's worse than that. And we're turning into more of an editorial piece here, and this is one of the reasons I really wish Schmidt was here, but mobile pay has been out on Android before any of them. Yeah. When it was ISIS- and there was, um, I, I feel bad because we used to report on this, but there was another. There was a contender for it before Google it, Wallet it entered was, the fray.
0: It started with a C or something.
1: Yeah, well, there is currency as well.
0: Yeah, currency. That's the one.
1: But then infighting between Android and the credit card companies and mainly the carriers delayed it horribly, and no one used it because it was just so hard to figure out which one you were supposed to use. And then, and then after that. Windows Phone came out with it, but again, the carriers and the card companies couldn't come to a consensus, so they had to stop. It was unusable. And, now, and then that was about the same time Google Wallet kind of took over, and everything was going to be Google Wallet. It was going to be glorious. And I, I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. And suddenly, it's not working now, and Apple's coming out with theirs, and now Apple is going to be the mainstay. And I hate that because it was out on Android first. They should be the leaders in this. They Not really taking should. taking a step backwards.
0: Yeah, this uh, is a big step backwards.
1: Final update. Uh, this is in regards to the Apple TV. It did launch with Plex, or it will launch with Plex. And VLC player, which if you don't know, is this great little standalone video player that'll play nearly every codec. Which, in my humble opinion... Those two additions make the Apple TV probably the media accessory to have.
0: I don't know. I'm still a Roku guy. Yeah, you can be a Roku,
1: but this is, this is pretty tight. Um, into our actual headlines now, finally, halfway through the show. And it actually segues nicely from that because Amazon had their press conference this week and you can tell they're kind of going after Apple because their new Amazon TV has 4K. They're trying to go all out. I That's great. I don't know if anyone cares.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it's interesting because Amazon, they got so much hype and so much traction with the Kindle when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then they... St- then they start. Oh well, you know we can do the Kindle. Let's let's do an Android tablet. So they did the Kindle Fire, and you know they, oh let's do the let's do a phone. We can do this, and so they do the Fire Phone, and now they've got the the Fire TV, and I I don't know. I mean, there's people that are going to buy it. There's people that are diehard Amazon loyalists, but man, I I really don't care. Not that big of a deal to me.
1: Well, and the funny thing is, is that uh, this new stick, and that's that is what it is, um, will do 4K. It has uh, AC wireless, which means it's the really fast wireless. It has a 64-bit uh, quad-core CPU in there, so it should be snappier. And it's 99 bucks, which means that it's cheaper than the Apple TV. That's not a bad value for what it is. But as an article I read this week pointed out, it's really more of a portal to get you to buy other Amazon stuff. It's the Amazon product you buy so you can see other Amazon products to buy. That's that's not necessarily a bad thing because, you know, um, Chromecast... Well, no, Chromecast doesn't do the same thing, but Apple TV does the same thing. Um, they really all do, to a degree. So... I don't know if you can really just lambast it that way, but it just seems like it's kind of a miss. And I and I have no hard reasoning behind that. It's just it's just a feeling.
0: Yeah, I don't think this is something that I'll be buying uh, as soon as they go on the market, expecting them to sell out so that I can turn around and sell them on eBay for twice what I paid. I, just, I, I, I don't feel that there's that much demand. I think people are... I get the feeling that people are are kind of indifferent.
1: Uh, that's a very good way of putting it. And honestly, 4K, you know, you had enough problems trying to do, explain to your parents why they needed 1080. Try explaining 4K to them. I want to say that's something that you and Schmidty have said before, but even worse than that, try telling them, oh, yeah, um, none of the content you currently own or will own for the foreseeable future will be 4K. No TV shows in the U.S. are 4K. Most of the TV shows I get now aren't even 1080.
0: Well, and they're, how many- they're, they're
1: just they're cropped in the center. I have to tell the TV to double source them so yeah. they fill my screen.
0: Well, and how many people do you think even have a 4K TV? Fewer than 10% of the market, maybe? It's like, yeah, I might in five
1: years, but I'm probably not going to hold on to this little tiny stick for five years. I'll just go out and buy a new one then. Yeah. So, I don't know. What is cool, though, is that it will have Alexa, which is their voice assistant, I still believe Siri beats it in terms of how you can integrate with it or interact with it. And I just got myself a new Chromecast, and Schmidty's right. The thing's freaking awesome. Um, It's not quite as simple to use as I would hope. It's not entirely intuitive, but it's a lot better than it used to be. And there's rumor that a new Chromecast is going to launch for the same price with double the specs in every regard at the end of this month. So... I could pay a hundred dollars to Amazon to have this thing with a bunch of features I won't use to try and sell me some products, or I could just spend another thirty-five dollars and get a Chromecast. Uh, it's yeah. In yeah. uh, another area where Amazon launched was the cheapo tablet. And when I say cheapo, I mean fifty bucks.
0: And you can buy them in a six-pack. Just be careful with the plastic things that hold them all together. Don't throw yeah, them in the ocean. They'll kill fish and birds.
1: And you'll you'll see turtles with it stuck in it. It's just terrifying. Um, It's easy to joke about that. Okay, so, you yeah, it's 50 bucks, or you can buy them in a six-pack. And the six-pack, I want to say, is, I don't have the price here, but it's a lot cheaper, actually. And that sounds like a stupid thing. Why on earth would you buy a six-pack until you realize that Hey Zoner, want to go in with me on some tablets for the kids? Cuz when you do th- do it that way, suddenly all the tablets come out to like 40 bucks a pop. Yeah. So, that's okay. It is of course running their Fire OS, which is a heavily modified Android. Um, I've heard things both ways. I've heard people say, never do it, never do it. It's unusable. It's just trying to get you into the Amazon ecosystem. And I've heard people say, you know, it really isn't that different. You can still access the games. You can access everything else. All I know is that for 50 bucks, you know, that's, that's worth it for my kid. My, our, the last ones we bought for our kids were $50 and they were RCA pieces of crap. So
0: mine weren't even, yours were like Polaroid, weren't they? No, they were. I don't even know. They Shenzhen were like,
1: Electric Company,
0: <laughs> something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was like eighteen vowels in it. I don't, I don't
1: understand. But um, and finally, and this one's kind of cool. Uh, it's an Amazon Kid Tablet. It's a Fire Tablet for kids. It's a hundred dollars, and it comes with this indestructible. what well, they're calling it bumper pre-installed around it. Now, when I say indestructible, it's because they have put it through their uh, uh, they put it through their little tumble system, and let's see if I'm trying to let's see here. They've run it through their tumbler for like seven straight days, never turning it off, and it still works just fine afterwards.
0: See, I don't know if I trust that tumbler system though. I'd like to see him give it to my 5-year-old. Yes. And watch him get pissed off and punch the screen and let's see how indestructible it is. Your kid has rage issues. He does. He got really mad at me one day and he punched his um LeapPad 2. He like literally punched the screen. <laughs> Screw you, I'll teach you how to read. And so yeah, now his Here's he, how you spell fist. He shattered it. Oh my god. He gosh. shattered it. I'm like, "Kid, that's not acceptable." <laughs>
1: Yeah, my my son got really mad and threw his tablet in the water and then immediately regretted it because I think it it died when it was still a few inches from the water. Like it saw it coming (laughs) and just committed seppuku midair.
0: Okay, then. This is it. I'm gone. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to see them actually give these tablets to kids in real world situations and see how long they last.
1: That would be hilarious. Actually, the quality control guys like, yeah, you know, we tested it for drops. Um, we should have tested it for jam, jam and <laughs> fingerprints and you know, paper clips. Peanut butter sem-
0: doesn't do well in the slot there.
1: Yeah, evidently, it, all it took was a bit of jam and the entire thing died.
0: Oh, I can totally see that happening.
1: Now, the rubber bumper around the sides is removable, and you can switch it out of kids mode so it goes out of the kid-friendly one with all the limitations and becomes almost a normal Kindle Fire OS, meaning that if your kid is kind of right there at the cusp where they're right in between age groups, which if you're a parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They're not quite in one group, but they're not quite in the other as well. You can get this for them. And as they transition, you can transition it into a, quote-unquote, big kid tablet. Because no tween, no tweenager wants to be seen walking around with a giant, colorful rubber bumper around their cool tablet. It'd I immediately totally would, though. Oh, I would, sure. But, you know, I'm just an old fogey who drops things.
0: <laughs> because of the shakes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the palsy. I can't tell you how hard it is to play different games. Sudoku's almost impossible.
0: <laughs> See, it's impossible for me cuz of math. But
1: uh, Yes. Um, into the final Amazon headline. Uh, the Kindle Fire phone.
0: It's dead. It's dead. It's official they are no longer doing it. They have run out of their stock. There's still a few people who have it. I actually saw it selling the other day from some third party. $120 for the Fire Phone. Plus, you get a free year of Amazon Prime. So So, really,
1: what is that? $30 for the Fire Phone?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it, it was like a $20 phone at that point. And so, yeah, Fire Phone's dead. We've been kind of expecting it for a while. But yes, there it is. And there it was. And if you wanted one... Hope you got one. I can't get them now.
1: This is why I I I don't get excited about Kindle Fire tablets as much as I probably should. Because you're right, the Kindle was the end all of the e book readers. Right? I love my Kindle.
0: It still is. It's great. I'd much rather read on my Kindle than on my tablet.
1: Ditto. Same here. Uh, And I don't even have a new Kindle. Mine's the old style. It's not even a Paperwhite. But it's strange to me that. They always seem to fill their products full of features that no one seems to want. Yeah. And they're inexpensive. And from what I understand, they're well built, but no one wants them. And for totally different reasons and say, like Microsoft, who no one wants those either. That has a whole, you know, 30 year baggage that people think they understand, but don't. Amazon people love. So it's, it's just weird to me that way.
0: Yeah. Very weird.
1: Um, And some strange little SEO news. If you don't know what SEO is, it's search engine optimization. Um, Google is going after an SEO company. Now, this is interesting to me because I I my day job, I work for an SEO company. I'm their director of IT. And we are a Google partner. And we have to make sure we tell people we are Google partners. One, because it legitimizes us. And two, because we are not Google and we need people to know that. Turns out, one SEO company from California and another one, um, no, this one's also in California, um, have been robocalling people repeatedly and telling people they are Google. And Google has been playing really nice about it, saying, oh, yeah, please stop that. Nope, they're filing suit. Good. I'm not sure why uh, why it's taking them so long, but I find it kind of interesting that uh, Google has really been changing their approach to these sorts of things with moving to alphabet now, changing their logos, changing a few of their policies, um, and then locking it down and really going after these people who falsely claim to be associated with them. I think it's good. I just find it kind of interesting.
0: I guess technically everyone is associated with Google (laughs) since you come up in their search results.
1: Yeah, you kind of own all my data and part of my life. Does that mean I'm associated with you? Are we partners?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like gay couples. (laughs) You know, you got no hospital rights. You got no visitation, none of that. You know, that's how we are to Google, you know. They they know my blood type that I don't even know, but...
1: Google and I are so close, Kim Davis would be uncomfortable with me, okay?
0: Yes. Ooh, nice topical reference. Look at you going all Dennis Miller. Padum-ching.
1: Okay. Uh, Into some really stupid Microsoft news. I'm going to call this really stupid. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this is really stupid because I think it's really stupid. And if you disagree with me, you are welcome to. And I want to hear it. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. But um, they've introduced a new mail client for Android. It's free. You're welcome to start it out right now. Currently, it only works for business and education Office 365 customers, but it redoes your email as if it were an instant message conversation. So I could, if Zoner and I were set up on it, I could send you a message, and it's an email, and it comes into your email inbox. But to me, it's just like a nested conversation, like a back and forth IM. And your reply to that email goes right back into the same conversation. Here's an idea. If you don't want to email them if you just want to have a conversation, open up any number of the millions of instant messengers and just have a conversation. That works. You could even use Skype, which is Microsoft's own IM client. I I just I this is strange to me and unnecessary. And we talked about it years ago, back when Stark was on the show with us and and he he kind of backed me up that this use of email for one-word conversations or just two-word back-and-forth comments is wrong. That's using email incorrectly. And I only see this as them reinforcing that idea.
0: They're perpetuating incorrect behavior. I,
1: if someone has a reason why they think that this would actually be really useful, I'm kind of interested. in I know I'm, I'm not kind of interested. I am interested. Because to me, it just seems really dumb um in apple news cuz you know it's been so long since we've talked about them that apple and samsung legal battle where samsung won by saying that apple's swipe to unlock wasn't all that unique and can't be enforced and a judge ruled in their favor now another judge has flipped that and said no no apple can enforce that and as well as a few other things that iPhones do and use that as grounds to block Samsung sales. Look, we've been doing this show now for four years. And I want to say for as long as we've been doing this show, we have been reporting on these two companies in this same legal battle. And I can now tell you with a hundred percent certainty, I have no clue what's going on anymore.
0: It's ridiculous. It's like, it's becoming the thing of like parody. Parody.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, Apple, Samsung, historically speaking, when there has been this much of animosity between two companies over a single issue on an international scale, usually they just go to war.
0: Yeah, usually the U.N. has to impose sanctions.
1: Yeah, I I mean, uh, and the U.S. military has to get involved inevitably. So, maybe you guys should just step way the crap back and go, why are we worrying about
0: this? Now, I thought at some point this was all over because I thought I recalled us talking about Apple and Samsung actually coming to a truce and saying, okay, we won't see, sue you anymore if you don't sue us anymore.
1: That was about a different technology. Oh, was not that about, about the a- swipe to unlock?
0: Why can't they just make it about all of it and just be friends?
1: Who the crap cares about swipe to unlock?
0: Apple, Samsung.
1: <laughs> How specific are they getting? Because if it's just a stupid bar on the Apple lock screen, guess what? No one uses that anymore. If it's the actual act of swiping your screen to move the lock screen to the side, guess what? Everyone does that. Yep. I, my Windows tablet does that. So it's like either you're suing over nothing or you're suing over everything and you're just targeting the wrong people.
0: Well, maybe that's maybe Apple is just so fed up with Samsung that they decided to just steal their customers and make it easier for them to jump from Android into the iOS ecosystem. And so they've started developing apps for Android Well, and the real
1: problem with this is, is that they've been so hung up on this swipe to unlock, they could have very easily said in the second version of the iPhone, okay, you know, swipe to unlock was stolen from us, you know, the copiers came in, you know, they could have even done their little Apple passive aggressive spin on it, making Samsung seem like a bunch of losers who just steal other people's ideas three years later, Apple, um, and come out with a totally (laughs) new way of unlocking, you know? A circular unlock, like almost like it's a dial pad or something, or a combination lock. That would have been cool, right? But they've waited for so long that now every other company has un has done almost every other way to unlock. You know, and even if the company themselves haven't, you can make a custom lock screen using third party apps that do it. Yeah. So it's like they've lost all grounds, any ground to stand on.
0: Yeah, I think they really missed the boat on this one. They should, should have been a little bit more proactive when it was first an issue instead of sitting on it and letting I, it become I propose, what it has.
1: I proposed propose this, okay? And I realize that two of our members are gone and that I'm also the one who put this headline in the show notes. But from here on out, there's a moratorium on all Apple-Samsung suing news. Or if we say it's Apple suing Samsung, no one cares. From here Robert? on out. I, I,
0: can, I can go with that.
1: Um, in other Apple news,
0: <laughs> Apple has actually... I just actually, alluded to this.
1: Yeah, yeah. I Apple tried to Apple has segue. actually developed an Android app. It's their first ever. And the app, helpfully, tells you to get off Android.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. I think that's just awesome. Yeah. I, That's just funny. Yeah, basically what it does is once you buy your Android phone, excuse me, your iOS phone, your Apple, your iPhone, uh, if you are coming from Android, you install this app on, and it allows the two phones to link, and your information can go over. Photos, messages, and more. Um, Can my apps transfer over? Would Would those fall under the and more? I don't know. Maybe I, I don't think so, but that would be awesome. Very much so.
1: In um, I want to say our final Apple news. Yep, that's it right there. Um, there's a bit of nasty code called X Codage host. I don't know what it is. Ghost. Oh, that makes much more sense. X Code Ghost. <laughs> it's cottage host. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't see it. It's all mashed together as one word. I didn't see it properly capitalized like that. Once I saw it it made a lot more sense.
0: Huh. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Um so yeah, um it's bad news. It's really bad news. Uh and it's worse that Apple has let it into the App Store. Um, it's part of, oh, geez, I had it right here. Oh stupid autoplay. Warning, there's an autoplay ad in here. It's Forbes, which ironically is the worst place to get news on the web. I want to say it's WhatsApp, which is a very, very popular app on the App Store. But it has been inserted into that, meaning that if you install it, uh, you've got malware on your iPhone now. Congratulations.
0: Boy, I, I, I was just thinking to myself the other day, it's a good thing that Apple devices don't get malware or viruses.
1: Indeed. Um, in completely different news, and the only reason we're bringing this up is because it's kind of interesting, and we talked about it uh, a few months ago, actually, but Cuba is getting some more U.S. tech. Uh, the last time we talked about it, it was Airbnb and all the technical limitations they were running into there. And we thought, oh, that's kind of funny. Who's really booking trips down to Cuba? Isn't there an embargo in place? Well, there isn't anymore. Well, there's a limited one now. And the embassy is open again. And Verizon now allows you to roam in Cuba.
0: Interestingly enough, the Cuban government does not allow you to simply roam in Cuba.
1: Yeah, no, they don't take well to that. Um here's an idea. If you decide to randomly roam in Cuba and are confronted with armed men, uh, just pretend you're filming a Verizon commercial.
0: Can you hear me now?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, this, I believe, is an example of the tech world reacting to news we don't have yet. I'm going to go on record and predict that something big is going to be happening in Cuba soon where it's going to blow it wide open for us and allow free trade again. That's well, the only reason I can think of that tourist destinations like Airbnb are opening up, and cell phone provider providers are getting in there.
0: It didn't Obama lift all these in, all these restrictions a few months ago, or not like, within all the last of them.
1: year. Not all of them, but the thing is, is that these specific services aren't services that the Cuban people would necessarily use. It's not like. Verizon said, hey, look, there's a huge untapped market. We can go ahead and market phones to. No, they're saying tourists. Right. Hey, Americans, you want to go to Cuba? Now you can take your phone. But to my knowledge, no Americans want to go to Cuba. Oh, Jay-Z and Beyonce do. They don't count.
0: (laughs) I like that. Okay, carry on.
1: You know, until I see a birth certificate, I don't care. You know, they're from Kenya. Um, wow, that sounded more racist than I meant. That was an allusion to President Obama not to... I'm sorry. That was bad. Um, <laughs> anyway. I, usually, I believe,
0: I'm the one that goes there.
1: Yeah, well, I didn't mean to go there. I didn't know I was going there. I didn't know where where was, where there was. Um, I Going along this train of thought... The next thing that should say, hey, we're available in Cuba now would be like Apple Pay and Starbucks. We're opening up a branch at the, you know, it, it feels that way. Like they're prepping for tourists when that hasn't been announced yet. So I get the feeling we're seeing, you know, the signs that that will be happening.
0: I, it probably will.
1: In um, Target news, because we love Target. Target. It is years after the attack. About two, Ye- actually. Years after, well, well that's technically years. Uh, years after that hack that uh, compromised, oh, everyone's information. Everyone related to Zoner anyway. Um, and there is talk of a class action lawsuit now, not necessarily from the people who were affected, but by the banks who were affected. Uh, now, Zahner, I'm going to use you as an example here, okay? okay. Let's say that Zahner's, uh identity was compromised during the Target hack, and someone started purchasing a whole bunch of stuff for Christmas under his identity. Well, now, by many banks' laws, rules, and by U.S. law, he's not liable for any of those, so long as he actually tells his bank, Hey, bank, I didn't make those purchases. My identity was compromised. And the bank says, okay. Thank you for letting us know. Uh, we need to send you out a new card. We might charge you a $5 you know, fee for that, for shutting down your old one and going back through it. He says, okay, I'm mad about that, but $5 is way better than owing all that money for someone else's Christmas presents. And the bank eats the money. Whoever bought all that stuff, unless they are found so they can be prosecuted, the bank has to take it. Well, the banks took so much for so many people that they're looking to Target now to recoup. On one hand, I say, yeah, they probably should. And on the other hand, I say, yeah, but then I don't think Target exists anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm wondering if this is going to set some sort of precedent. If the banks do go through this and they do win... Is Home Depot... or Are are they going after Home Depot next? Are they going after Blue Cross next? I mean...
1: I think they should, honestly. And uh, I know we said we'd never talk about Ashley Madison again. But a few weeks ago when we we pointed out that article, or it turned out most... Many of Ashley Madison's passwords were not actually properly encrypted. I think it does fall to the responsibility of whoever's holding the account information to properly protect it. And if they fail that then yeah, they should be held liable. But that's me. Oh, and by the way, I have it on good authority that the founder of Target actually pronounces it "tarjay."
0: Oh, that's um, good to know.
1: In our final headline, um, and I tweeted this earlier from the Stolen Droids account, uh, Todd McFarlane, creator of Spawn, and uh, an entire comic book line, right?
0: Well, he he was one of the founders of Image Comics. He that's was five. with Marvel for a long time, did a long run on Spider-Man. Um. So yeah, he's he's good.
1: Yep. He evidently had a stroke and live tweeted it or something like that when his Twitter account randomly started calling out um Drake lyrics um from from Drake the rapper. Uh, I tweeted out going, I think either his account got hacked or he is live tweeting a stroke because something is up. Uh, No, he, he did point out that no, it was hacked. The strange thing about this was that it was hacked and that they weren't able to regain control of it. Even after 24 hours, that's odd to me. That's just kind of funny.
0: Yeah. And he actually posted something on Facebook. Um, let me pull that up. I had it here, but it's disappeared because Facebook sucks. Um, He said, he said, dear hacker, if you wanted something from me other than my Twitter account, you could have just asked, you know, by sending me an email or even tweeting at me, you know, my password. I do have some pretty cool stuff. I could have traded like the beloved yoga cats calendar, but I will find you in between my deadlines because hacking is illegal and not, and just not a very nice thing to do. Sincerely Todd. So yeah, he's not very happy. He's after this guy who are, whomever uh it was that did the hacking and yeah
1: there'll be a special edition spawn comic that comes out quite randomly where a hacker just gets dragged down to hell and disemboweled
0: oh that would be awesome i shouldn't be so excited for that
1: (laughs) todd if you're listening because i know you listen to our show all the time if you could add nigerian princes in there as well that'd be great yeah um into our favorites this week um Thankfully, we're recording a day late. Uh, this wasn't planned, uh, but the video that I found, I didn't find until today, and it is called An Action Hero's Guide to Saving Lives. It's part of Vimeo's, um, no, it's not Vimeo. Who is it? I forget who it is. But it was a short film contest uh, from Sploid. That's who it's from. And it stars Patrick Warburton, and it follows the tale of Ace Mulligan, he is an action hero who follows all the tropes, all the stereotypes, and dies many times because of it. Uh, and so it kind of groundhogs day its way through it where he learns every single time. And you realize, well, yeah, that obviously that wouldn't work out that way. It gets quite funny. You should definitely check it out.
0: And my favorite, you know, it's interesting because I've mentioned a couple different lock screens for your Android phone over the probably the last year. And I have a new favorite. It's called High Locker. Uh, it's not as full featured as... As... Um, what was it? Next? Is that the Microsoft one? Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it's not... It doesn't have everything that Zooey Launcher or Locker, rather, does. But it is a really, really nice Locker. It's very simple. It's got my calendar on it. It's got... You know, everything I need, and I really like how it is. Uh, small footprint, too, so I'm pretty happy with it. So um, if you're interested, it has check a it out.
1: Slide to unlock mode. Oh, oh crap. Man. Apple's going to be sued. all over that.
0: Apple's going to be all over it.
1: And not to mention the fact that this will not work with Android Pay.
0: Probably not. Just saying. All right. Well,
1: that is our show this week. Again, we want to hear what you're thinking. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a shout-out on Twitter. Uh, Maybe we'll drop some Drake lyrics for you and make you feel more at home. Follow us on Facebook, uh, LOS, or just find us on Google+, Plus. because, hey, we we like that community, too. Uh, Or give us a call at 801-917-GEEK. Until next time, cheers. Good
0: day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.